Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, friends. About a year ago, I started publishing this newsletter as a forcing mechanism to document my learning, clarify my thinking, and keep up with crypto news. I decided to share in the events that someone else might find it useful. Well, thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. We're all going to make it. Well, fam, I've got some exciting news to share. I did it. I took the plunge. This week will be my first week working full-time in crypto. So new beginnings. Here's the backstory. I came across a conversation between a McKinsey senior partner and execs at Cross River, a technology-focused bank. I was instantly struck by Gil Gaeta's and Adam Goller's energy, innovation, and openness to crypto. Now, Gil is the CEO and Adam is the head of fintech banking. Anyway, I reached out to the team. And this led to a series of inspiring conversations and an offer to join the new crypto team. So Cross River is not your typical bank. It's backed by esteemed investors like KKR, Andreessen Horowitz, Battery Ventures, and River Capital. It provides banking as a service to fintechs like Stripe, Coinbase, and Affirm. So for example, they power payments when you purchase a Peloton and pay for it in installments. Cross River also banks a number of crypto companies. Now, with the pandemic, many large and small businesses were hurt. Cross River leveraged technology to become the fourth largest processor of payment protection program loans. In so doing, this little bank that's 13 years old, has about 600 employees, outperformed much larger rivals like Wells Fargo. Now, Crossover is building a suite of offerings to enable fintechs and other companies to provide crypto payments, lending, and banking to their customers. Our mission is to onboard the next billion people into crypto by bringing crypto to fintech. I am really excited to join this talented and passionate team. And we're still hiring, so if you're interested, reach out. Let's go. Ruminations. Number one, meet people where they are. So a couple months ago, I did a survey and learned that consumers would prefer to access digital assets through their existing financial accounts. I can see the logic, right? Why open up a new account with an untrusted brand if you don't have to? So fintechs like PayPal, Cash App, and Robinhood, they have hundreds to tens of millions of consumers, and they are already scratching that itch. These companies already enable customers to buy, sell, and hold a limited set of crypto, but there's a lot more that they could be doing. So here's my hypothetical crypto product roadmap. Step one, enable your customers to buy, sell, hold crypto. Step two, ability to send and receive crypto. Step three, interest-bearing accounts and collateral-backed lending. Step four, crypto rewards, debit and credit cards. And number five, do everything again but supporting other digital assets like NFTs. Number two, what about banks? Only a handful of banks have enabled their Main Street customers to engage with digital assets. Look, a year ago, 
Quantic Bank launched a Bitcoin rewards checking account. Then a few months ago, Vast Bank became the first to enable customers to buy, sell, and hold crypto in the US. But for the most part, the initial focus of big banks has been enabling institutional clients and high net worth individuals to custody crypto. So BNY Mellon, US Bank, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and others have made public moves. And you know what? There are also banks working privately. For example, Bank of America, they now hold over 160 patents related to blockchain. So number three, why are banks moving gingerly? I think initially it was a lot of lack of, under lack of understanding, but today bank executives are putting in the work to explore crypto. The CEO of Bank of America reportedly pivoted from being a crypto denier to a crypto supporter after investing hours watching lectures, testing out products and talking with experts. Now, I think the speed bumps are primarily regulatory. Banks are held to a higher standard than fintechs. So measures which were meant to safeguard consumers sometimes end up slowing down innovation. Plus, regulations is still evolving and banks will need to build new fraud, AML, risk and compliant muscles to handle the weight of this new asset class. Lastly, some banks' legacy technology systems are not well suited to meet the increasing demands of modern consumers. Many of these systems would need to be replaced or may require workarounds to integrate crypto solutions. But as the fog rises, there will be a huge opportunity to partner with banks, fintechs, and other companies to enable crypto payments, lending, and banking services. I'm excited to help make this happen. News. Number one, Metaverse continues to be all the rage. So Grayscale published a report this week stating that the Metaverse is a trillion dollar opportunity. Trillion dollars, I say. Now, the red hot housing market appears to have extended to the Metaverse. This week, two records were set. A single plot of land in Axie Infinity sold for 550 ETH. That's $2.5 million. Also, an estate of 116 parcels of land in the central land were sold for 618,000 mana, or $3.2 million. Look, I've been dipping my toes into mana. That's the central land, but... Still, I'm figuring out what the best way is to gain appropriate metaverse exposure. I recently learned about two funds which kind of operate like ETFs for metaverse cryptos. One is called Makara Metaverse, and the other is the Index Group Metaverse. Now, disclaimer, I have not invested in these, so please do your own research. Let me know your thoughts. Number two, hackers using Google Cloud to mine. 86% of 50 recently hacked Google Cloud accounts were used for crypto mining. Why? Well, crypto mining requires large amounts of computation power to produce yield. So leveraging Google's massive cloud, cloud computing eases that burden. But this is wrong, right? Unethical moves like this just taint the entire industry and feed the false narrative that crypto belongs to the shadowy underworld. Stop it, whoever you are, just stop it. Number three. David O launches a social token. David O is a living Afrobeat legend. His music sets the tone for 
every occasion. He is by far the most followed African musician on Instagram with over 22 million fans and another 36 million across Facebook and Twitter. I'm one of them. Now, full disclosure, David Obes was the last concert I attended pre-pandemic. This week, the 29-year-old launched a social token called Ichok to give power back to the fans and cut out the middleman. Now, the tokens will be airdropped for free to fans for a year beginning November 28th, that's today. Holders of this token will get free access to giveaways, NFTs, backstage passes, jobs, festivals, exclusive merchandise, media, and hospitality benefits. I'm really looking forward to checking this out. I think this is another way where people could be onboarded into the crypto system without even knowing it. Stay tuned. That's all, folks. Thanks for hanging with me this week. Remember, no matter your circumstance, if you're able to read or listen to this, then you have a lot to be thankful for. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. My best. Afro.